Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between? How's everybody doing? Time for the Hard Rock Lunchbox, of course, the top 20. It is a uh, less than beautiful uh, Thursday, November 9th, 2023. For those of you playing the What Day Is It game at home. And uh, we are back. We are back live. Uh, because that's what we do here on Thursdays. It's a live show. <sighs> I'm already tired, man. I've been in, I've been, I'm, I'm late. <laughs> I'm late and I'm tired and I just, I am just, I am just so falling apart. It is just, it is bananas. Like, I, like, I know this is not like super uncommon. But, like, especially in this day and age, like, people's general health post-COVID has been pretty bad. Uh, and, like, during and, and, like, concurrent with and certainly uh, everything going on, the, the political divide is not making anybody any better either. I mean, the level of stress coming from just, like, just sheer agitation and this um, kind of, like, clan warfare kind of nonsense that's going on in the world um, is just, or is at least in our country. Uh, it's just it's just wearing everybody out, and I'll say this, and this is going to make me sound the oldest that anything has ever made me sound. But like, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to have trouble driving because of the literal aggression of and stupidity of other drivers. It is for the first time in my life a a position and a place where I am afraid of what other drivers are going to do. Um, and it's not because like, I can't handle it. Like, honestly, like if, if I get in a car accident, like that's, that's going to be bad for me and the car and all that other stuff. But like, there's a lot to that. Like money wise, like, you know, insurance isn't going to cover anything because the insurance game is just all about like messing people up and screwing people over. Uh, there's some physical concern. Like you don't want to get hurt, hurt. You know, there's a lot of people driving very large vehicles, uh, and as much as I love my Subaru, like I realize it's inherently a little dangerous to be driving it because it's one of the smaller SUVs, and that's that really shouldn't even be need to be said. But like, like I was coming home the other night from rehearsal, and like, no, I'm sorry, I was going to rehearsal. I was going to rehearsal the other night, and like I was almost hit or involved in an accident four or five times, just in, and, and it's only an hour, you know what I mean? Like, and it's people just zipping around me. Uh, and like, I am not a slow driver. I am nobody's grandma. Like seriously, like I'm the only time I drive like remotely the speed limit is, um, is late at night when I'm coming home. I will set the cruise control to 59 miles an hour because I go through notoriously known speed traps. So like Lido Boulevard, like 
that's how they used to pay for their police force down there. So I know that you're not supposed to speed there. I know you're not supposed to speed on Meadowbrook South. Apparently, Southern State Parkway, nobody gives a shit, and it's the Wild West. But I'm literally just driving to be safe because I've had so many people creep up on me at 90 miles an hour plus around the turns kind of in the Baldwin area. And that that's 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 crazy. Like, I watch this shit coming in my rearview mirror, and I'm like, this dude's going to hit me. Not to mention, like, half the people, like, you see are, like, completely illuminated because they're looking at their phone. Like, I got news for you, man. If you're one of those people that's doing 80 or 90 miles an hour, unless your wife is pregnant and you need to get to the hospital right away, like, there is really no reason for you to be on your phone driving that fast. Like, there just isn't. You're not that important. I'm here to sell. I'm here to tell you you're just not that important. And that's cool. But it is just getting so remarkably dangerous with those two with the, with that combination of those two elements right so you have you have the people that like just don't know how to drive right there are people that just pull out in front of you on the on the ramp on like on ramps and stuff or just even in just normal traffic because they don't want to wait their turn right like this is what we've been saying about like sort of the political and social divide that's been going on over the past say 5 years uh, probably even more but like really noticeable over the past 5 years like People literally just don't care, and they and they don't care about you, and they only care about them. It's a sort of this sort of like selfish existence, like has just really ramped up since the since the Trump days, and it's they'll just pull out right in front of you because they don't feel like waiting. Like, dude, it's against the law to do that. Like, you're not. You're you're supposed to yield to oncoming traffic. You just are. If you can't go right away. That's too bad. Leave earlier, go on a different exit or whatever. Like, you're just not allowed to do that. And then, you know, of course, I've always talked about the people that insist on doing 55 miles an hour in the passing lane. And I keep telling you, everybody that will listen to the sound of my voice, like, in every other state in the union, if you're cruising along in the passing lane, you're committing a a moving violation. You're not allowed to do that. You can get points for that if you're driving through Virginia. You get points in your license. Points aren't good. If in case you don't know that. And by the way, this, the sheer volume of things that I think people just don't know are is like bananas. Like Charlotte was telling me about, she's got her road test in a couple weeks, right? Uh, and we put it off uh, mainly because we're just not in a super hurry. Like we've got her kind of, we've kind of got our eye on college in September and like that she's going to really need to drive for, but we haven't been in a super hurry for it. Uh, she's not a terrible bur- burden when it comes to stuff like that. Most of the stuff she does, she's doing with another family member anyway. She goes to soccer. She's coming with me. She goes to Ultimate Frisbee. She's going with her brothers. Like, you know what I mean? So, it, But my my point is she's taking she's taking driving lessons. And the only reason she's taking driving lessons is because I want her to pass. Like, I want her to... And it's not that she couldn't pass on her own. I want her to be taught to the test. And that's why she's taking driving lessons. But she's telling me that um, the, the woman that's giving her lessons had a really perfect streak going of people that would pass except for this one person, the last person that went, who actually failed because the girl that was taking the test at a green light, when it, when, sorry, when it turned green, she was making a lap, when it turned green, she tried to jump the light and go in front of the other cars that are coming, which is a hella no-no in reality, but very definitely a big no-no on the driver's test. But also, where do you think she learned that from? Like, that's not something you instinctively just do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, unless unless she's like the red light, green light champion from whatever elementary school she went to. I don't know. But like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to do those things. So I've got a whole bunch of things like, look at this person's coming like, up. Oh, they're about to do the wrong thing, right? Like, you see that, uh, you know, or, or people just crossing over the solid white line, which you're not allowed to do. 
right? Like, are people just passing, like, going into the other and oncoming traffic because they don't feel like waiting to get into a turning lane? Like, we all see it, right? Like, and I don't drive that much. Like, I really don't. Like, um, like I don't drive, like, around town. Like, I'm pretty... I'm pretty, you know, easy. I had a drive into Northport the other night, last night. Last night, as a matter of fact. I was stunned and shocked by the traffic, uh, the, the, the traffic experience I had on the way back. Like, dude, it's like 7.30 at night, bro. Just, like, calm down. Like, just literally just chill out and follow the rules of the road. I was following a car in front of me that was, I was just watching keep drift and keep hitting the side of the road. Because I'm assuming they were on their phone or they just didn't know how to drive. I mean, like... How many times do you have to hit the side of the road before you stop drifting into the side of the road? It's kind of like like how many takes does licks does it? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie roll tootsie pop? Well, the world does know. It should be one. It should be one time you drift into the side before you stop doing that and get off your phone. But people don't do that. And then you got all these other assholes that just cannot be bothered with everybody else that's going everybody else that's going anywhere and they're just like zipping in and out and they're causing all kinds of damage because people are just freaking out. Like I tend I tend to be somebody that really watches my rearview mirror because they don't trust people. I don't know if that's come across over the decade length of this show, but I do not trust people and I certainly don't trust them on the road because most people are assholes and people are getting absolutely worse so they're becoming you guessed it, bigger assholes. And where do they take that out? In their little tiny cars. And they're just racing all around the parkways and stuff like that. It's just I forget who I was listening to. It was um It was it was definitely Tom Segura. I was listening to the Two Bears One Cave podcast and Tom Segura was on it, but I forget who the guest was. Might have been Sam Morell. I don't I don't really remember. But they were talking about um the way people act toward towards each other, and I think they were talking specifically about things people say, uh, and like horrific things that people will say to you, like online and stuff like that. But they were talking about how the stuff you say to other people from the safety and sanctity of your own car, like the things you actually say about the person in front of you, like, and I'm kind of guilty of that, like, but I'm not, like, there there was somebody just killed recently like in a road rage road rage incident like i'm not gonna do that like that's not my thing like i'll be pissed but like i've realized over the years that i've got to calm that down because that's going to be the thing that takes me out probably in the form of a stroke or a heart attack so i don't want to do that anymore so i'm trying to be a little bit more chill about things but like i'll let bad behavior just go and like try and ignore it but bad behavior is encroaching on my right to exist and i don't like that and so now I'm considering stuff like, do I start carrying rocks in the car to throw at people? Like, do I need to get a gun? Can you imagine me with a gun? Like, man, I have a bit of a temper. Like, I don't think I'd be shooting people, like, just for mouthing off. But, like, you know, I might Homer Simpson it and try and shoot the top off a beer can if I needed to. I wish I had any idea how I got on this topic. So I'm going to stop that. <laughs> go into some light housekeeping. Uh, There's a new episode of the Top 20 out because it's Thursday, and that's what we do every Thursday when we're not wearing pink. Uh, Being nervous feels good. I talk about what it's like to, uh, when I was talking to Jimmy about how he was nervous for the Bacon is My Passion show, and like what an interesting feeling that really is because it really does turn on all the senses. Uh, It also tends to turn on the bladder and sometimes the colon if uh, if you're not careful. I do remember my very first show. Um, when we were, when Narcotic Gypsy was on tour, when we were on the Ozfest, my very first show, I remember standing next to Mike, who was the other guitar player, 
and he said, "What did he say? I can't remember it exactly. It was, but it was effectively, I have two drops of pee in my penis that just will not come out." <laughs> and that, to me, has always represented what, like, you know, pre-show jitters is. Like, if you don't have two drops of pee that refuse to come out before a show, what are the troops even fighting for? Like, that's a legitimate level. <laughs> That's a legitimate level of uh, of stage fright, or, or, or pre-show jitters, rather. Um, so I also talk about how a tangent is formed, uh, understanding adversity, my lost Wikipedia page. It's a good episode. Give it a look. Give it a like. Um, I know I say this a lot. I, I may actually start trying to advertise some of the top 20 and see if I can monetize some of it. I don't, I don't want to... I'm not opposed to doing commercials, and we've done them for the channel, uh, not the channel, uh, for um, New Regal Radio, because New Regal Radio has bills because they have licenses to pay and stuff like that, so um, I don't have a problem with that, uh, but um, I don't know that I'm going to do commercials like on the show itself. Uh, I don't really have enough time for the top 20, but I, I may just start trying to like advertise it a little bit better. I know if it sounds like I've said it before, it's because I've said it before. But like, I'm really trying to look around and, and see where I can like not necessarily make some money, but like offset some costs and stuff like that. And it doesn't cost me all that much to do the top 20. It's really just time. Uh, but it'd be nice to sort of offset that. So I may start doing that. So please uh, like and share and subscribe, especially if you hear anything that makes sense to you or like stuff. I do get comments from time to time, but not strangely not like on YouTube, which is weird. Like I get, I, I always get a comment or uh, you know or two, uh, usually from like Bill, uh, and we t- we you know we basically further the discussion, which I really do enjoy doing that. Like anything that furthers the discussion, like I'm all for it. Um, but I usually, I get like comments about like, oh man, I saw your thing. You make a good point this week or whatever. And I'm like, cool. Can you share that with like 5,000 of your closest friends? Like, I don't know. It really is about going all in, right? Like it just, it just always was. Like I remember even in my music career thinking like, you know, one of the things that's stopping me and my band from moving to the next level is me and my band stopping us from moving to the next level, which is. Which is unfortunate, but it does take a bit of a commitment. Like, you know, you really kind of have to have, like, no outside obligations to really just go for it. I mean, when I was in Narcotic Gypsy and I barely had, uh, you know, other outside obligations. Like, it was hard enough. But, like, I definitely could have toured there. I had the support to do it and I probably could have figured it out, especially if we were making the money that we were making on tour, which was pretty good. Um, it, was, it, was not, it was not bad at all. And it was definitely covering some expenses. So that, that was kind of cool. But, like... Dude, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take. And I don't know how I got off on that tangent either, so I'm just going to shut up. And um, so Discussions and Drinks on Bacon is My Podcast uh, is the part two of Mike Goes Ghost Hunting. I started listening to part one. Very interesting. You should uh, check that out. They did an episode Rewind with Annie Stoic this week. Check that out. There is no interview, as far as I can tell, this past Monday. But the one from before that, I think... Well, the interview is the... It's not the interview. It's the the third anniversary show, uh, which I was on. Uh, Joey from Neon Skyline was also on. It was nice to hang with Spencer from Under Oath. Uh, Josh from Silverstein was on. Uh, Leah from Lalitalia was on. Uh, and AJ from Werewolves was on, too. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, it was fun. I don't remember anything about it whatsoever because I was super exhausted. But like, it was definitely fun to hang out. 
Uh, Joey and I were like hanging out like a bunch of teenage girls stuck in math class because he started texting me while we were on there. Uh, and Joey also said I was cute, so. <laughs> I kid the Joester. The Joey Nun. Um, and I don't know. Other stuff going on. Next uh, show for Rebel 9, or not Rebel 9, but me, at least, uh, as part of Rebel 9, is Nostalgia on December 8th. It's going to be a Friday, is that right? can't see if it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be the 8th of december uh it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be the long island rock unplugged returns we haven't done those in a little while i am uh, i do have an eye out on doing another one early in 2024 uh but i think this uh, would be a safe one to go to because the only lead i've got on another one requires a whole lot of other work I'm not sure that I'm ready to take that on because my brain is like, yeah, cool, let's do extra work to make this happen. And my the, the rest of my brain is like, dude, didn't you just say you're doing too much work? And, of course, the rest of my brain is like, yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Um, dude, I'm sure there's a ton of other stuff going on. I just I really can't. Oh, we had big elections this, uh, this past Tuesday, if you uh, follow politics at all. Um, there's nothing too politically interesting for me to point out locally because I'm super uninvested in what was going on locally because um, I don't care. I, I, and, and, I, and I feel like that's a real slacker kind of move, but I was really overwhelmed by my work, um, my workload and everything that was going on for the band and even some personal stuff. So I just did not get a chance to do my due diligence. Uh, I will say in Ohio, uh, voters voted to enshrine uh, um reproductive rights in their constitution, which is a huge win for uh, pro-choice advocates and a huge smack in the face to the barbarians that are still, you know, trying to tell women what they can and cannot do with their bodies. So I'm glad that happened. I am a little concerned that the Ohio Republicans are going to try and overturn that because they're trying to pull that shit in Florida where they're trying to keep stuff off the ballot measure, which they're not actually allowed to do. But the attorney general down in Florida is just a real piece of shit. And, and basically breaking the law, breaking Florida's own constitution to get her way, which is, of course, what Republicans have been doing over the past 20 years, because that's the playbook. Despite what they say about election interference and, you know, fraudulent elections, the only people that go to jail or be convicted of anything over the past, I don't know, legal cycle have been Republicans for interfering with the election and breaking laws because they cheat to win and then they scream at the other side. What we really need is somebody on the left to actually keep calling them out, but somebody with like a little bit more credibility than, you know, our president who's probably just, you know, falling asleep all the time. And I don't mean to slam Joey, but, um, Mr. Biden is just, he, he, every, he's terribly uninspiring to me. And I think he's still getting the job done. And by all measures, the economy is doing good. Wars are a little tricky. I'm not a big fan of that, but like, I don't know. Uh, but also, uh, Andy Bashir won again in Kentucky, got reelected, Democratic governor of a very Republican state, which I find super interesting because I do think that national Republicans are an absolute disgrace and don't represent most of what the country has to offer. But local Republicans tend to, tend to do a little bit better. And that's kind of what just happened here in Suffolk County because they picked up uh, a Republican uh, county executive. Now, I'm all for it, right? I didn't have really a, a, a horse in the in the game, so I didn't care really one way or the other. I don't really believe either one of the candidates that were running, uh, but I do know that Ed Romaine did run the town of Crookhaven. That was its nickname for eight years, so 
I expect to see a bunch of scandals and some investigations, but he did promise to hire more police. And I'm not exactly sure where that's going to come from because he also decided to not raise taxes, even though he's raised taxes eight years in a row in Brookhaven. So I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work, but I am becoming more and more a fan of having more police. I'm actually being um, becoming more and more of a fan of police being held to a little bit of a higher standard and maybe some accountability because all the road stuff that I was just kind of complaining about, nine times out of ten, I'll see a cop on the road. I'll see a cop on the parkway doing absolutely nothing. I see cops constantly in parking lots talking to each other doing absolutely nothing. And I've been told by other people that kind of know people in police in law enforcement that the reason that is is because cops just want to do their job and then get home safely at the end of the day. And they don't want to be involved in, like, traffic stops where they might get hurt or anything criminal that could actually end their career or lives early, which I completely understand. I wouldn't want to do that either. But I also wouldn't take that job. So I think at some point we need a little bit more accountability from our law enforcement. It's nice to see New York City cops are finally starting to step back up after basically just ignoring everything that was going on underground for a few years because that was just reprehensible. How they were allowed to keep their jobs and pull that shit was just unbelievable. The fact that Mayor Adams had to go out and say, if you see a New York City police officer on duty hanging out on his phone, take a picture of it and send it to me so basically they can be remembered reprimanded. I thought it was genius, but it's absolutely unbelievable that in this day and age, we have to tell police officers to stay off their phone while they're working. And while there's so much crime apparently going on in New York City, well, that happens in Nassau County and Suffolk County too. Take a look around the next time you see any cops just kind of hanging out in a mall parking lot. I realize that they're there for deterrence, but they're also there to do a job. And they truly, truly are not doing those jobs. Otherwise, people would be getting pulled over and people would be getting arrested and porch pirates would be getting arrested and all this other stuff. But none of that's happening. And everyone's blaming whatever, uh, you know, crime on whoever they want to. But like, who are the people that are actually supposed to enforce these things? Like, if you've ever watched an order, an episode of Law and Order, you'll know that, you know, police are the people that enforce these laws, right? That's their job. Are they doing it? I'm not seeing it so much. So I'm interested to see what Romaine's going to do. They want to be tough on crime? I'm all for it. And as a Democrat and a registered Democrat here in Suffolk County, like I don't mind that there's a Republican County, Suffolk County executive because I want to see if he's going to do a good job. And the only reason I'm telling you that is because that is correct. That is the right attitude each and every one of us should have when one of our elected officials basically ascends to the office of governance. Don't think they're going to do a shit job right away. Like, let's see what they can do. Maybe they'll do a great job. And if they don't, let's all call them out on it. Because I don't want to be part of a tribe or a clan that just covers the ass of their own simply because they're an R or a D. Like, that's stupid. Because honestly, most politicians are going to be either a R, an R or a D, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and with that, I will finally stop talking because I feel like I finally said something funny. I'm not going to top it today, I assure you, unless you count a day to remember as topping it, which I do. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Easily one of my favorite Chili Peppers uh, songs of all time, and that uh, is a very un unpopular opinion. I'm actually reading a news story here. I just 
actually can't quite uh, follow it. Um, so, Jillian Ludwig, who is a musician from New Jersey, I think I have played with her. Uh, she was just killed in Nashville. Uh, like in, I don't know, they're reporting it like an hour ago. Uh, college freshman from New Jersey died after she was shot in the head near her university in Nashville, according to police. Julian Ludwig, an 18-year-old from Wall Township, was walking along a track at a park around 2.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Oh, so it was Tuesday. When she was struck in the head by a bullet, the Metro Nashville police said. Passerby discovered her on the ground about an hour later. She was not believed to be the intended target. Well, great job, Tennessee. I mean, good job. Really. I don't think there's any reason to have any gun control when an 18-year-old doing absolutely nothing but walking around a track gets to die. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, that sucks. I don't know when people are going to learn that it might be important to actually take this stuff seriously, but I just don't think it's going to be in my lifetime. That's, that's sad. Here's an old one I haven't heard in forever. Hard Rock Lunch Box little motionless and white so like i say almost every week every er, seems like every week i'll hear at least one song and i'm like i think you might like this so i'm gonna just dub this a new segment and we're gonna call it it's time for new music yeah man it's a work in progress it's all right turn your radios down or up depending on if you're into it it's uh yeah band is called throne Songs on the verge. It's loud. It rocks. It kicks. Hard rock lunch box. Just on the off chance that Q's coworkers are listening, I'm going to hit them with a double shot of Q-Zik. <laughs> Mikey sent this one in this morning. I'm digging it. Band's called Make Them Suffer. It's Doom Switch on the box. Hard rock lunch box. Yeah, man, little bear tooth for you. So, listen, Mel's been out, um, I don't know, corralling the little people at Comic-Con, so she shirked her duties again for Mel's Musical moment, uh, Mel's Musical Minute this week. But don't worry, Stacy has stepped up and sent in something, while not, whilst not ridiculous, uh, but is indeed ist, completely unexpected. I didn't see this coming, not by a long shot. And uh, who knew that Ed Sheeran knew how to rap? Because it certainly wasn't me. I'm also not sure that I still know that or not. But regardless, we've got Devlin and Ed Sheeran. It's the Great British Bar Off. Enjoy. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, it's a little spirit box for you. Nice and chill after Ed Sheeran rapping, I suppose. <laughs> As I mentioned over the weekend, spent some time uh, with the dudes from uh, with the boys from uh, Bacon is My Podcast, celebrating their third anniversary. Is it a third birthday or third anniversary? Honestly, I don't even remember. Something like that. It's the third something, and uh, uh, it was cool just to hang out. Uh, I've done, I think I've done them all, but I'm not sure. But it was nice to see AJ from uh, Werewolves on there, who I've seen repeatedly on uh, hanging out on uh, Bacon is My Podcast. So. It's good to see him, and uh, good to see that he's uh, that Werewolves is still doing some stuff. They dropped some new music this past week, I think, or recently, or recent, 
recently at least, and I'm sorry, I'm just sort of starting to wane here into my sleepiness because apparently my radio voice is soothing, which makes sense because I'm listening to it pretty much all the time I'm speaking. That is putting me to sleep. <laughs> but Werewolves has something brand new, at least to the box, and I've got it for you now. It's called Darkest Hour. Hard Rock Lunch Box. You know, I find I pick a lot of these songs while I'm walking uphill, and I think that that's why they get so aggressive. <laughs> Speaking of aggressive, the uh, dynamic duo that is Something Heavy has dropped a new single. I know we pre-played it, pre-release for you, because we're cool like that. But uh, you could probably get it everywhere now or tomorrow, I forget. But it's definitely like now or tomorrow. One of those two things, or now or in the future, it's definitely one of those few things. Uh, the brand new single is called Hurt. Something Heavy has dipped their toe into the Caggiano pool and uh, to see if they could move some things in a different direction. I like the way it's going. I think it worked out just nicely. Nice and peachily, and uh, I could not recommend it more. Uh, so I'm excited to see what future collaborations hold for the, uh, for the group and producer. But in the meantime... Here's Hurt on the box.
So Green Day has put out their uh, tour announcement for next year. They're going to be playing City Field. I would argue they're probably going to be playing several dates at City Field. But I thought really the coolest thing about the whole thing is not only is Rancid going out in support of Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins is going out in support of Green Day. That's how big a goddamn band Green Day is. And I was arguing with my drummer at practice because he was telling me that, the, that Green Day sucks and they've only got like four songs, proving once and again, not even once and for all, just once and again how much he does not know about music and should be grateful every day that I let him play in my band. In fact, when I get to rehearsal later, there better be a card from Hallmark saying, thank you, DJ, for tolerating all my nonsense and the very little I know about music because Green Day is effing awesome. They're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Dookie, the 20th anniversary of American Idiot, and I guess the 0th anniversary of Saviors, which is their new record, which put out this goddamn gem this week. I love Green Day. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I definitely I love Green Day more than I love my drummer's knowledge of Green Day. By like a lot. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So I was listening to my uh, release radar, and I came across a song from Fozzy. Now, I know the name Fozzy for years, like decades. And, you know, I think think there's been songs that I've, like, kind of been like, eh, all right, that's, okay, that's Fozzy. But I never really was like, man, I got to hear that Fozzy song, like, literally until just this week. And I'm not sure if I was just in a particular place in time, but I've heard it, like, three times now, and I'm like... I really dig this. It's definitely older, and it's definitely a tad dated, but it's got something I really dig on it. So, hey, man, maybe you'll like it, too. And isn't that what the box is all about? Of course not. No, the box is about me playing songs that maybe I heard somewhere someday and have a story about. And that's what's happening now. It's Fozzie with Spotlight on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. By all accounts, uh, Craving Strange is in the studio right now, working with producer extraordinaire David Caggiano on their next batch of music. Uh, rumor has it it's going to be four songs this time out. Uh, I happen to know what at least one of them is, because I heard someone mention that they were indeed working on it in the studio. And uh, I will keep my mouth shut about which one it is, because I have not been authorized uh, legally or illegally to uh, let uh, let that information out. Uh, but you could probably guess. I've talked about it. It's one of my favorite of the new batch. And that's all I'm going to say. But... Uh, I can say, without any sort of issue, that I do not have any new Craving Strange music because Craving Strange has yet to finish recording it. But as soon as that happens, we'll be changing up this segment that we do every week called Weekly Craving of the Week with Craving Strange. We go back into the vault, not all the way back, just halfway back. Maybe we reach in, we reach in over the over the celery stalks, maybe, the hot sauce, kind of in the middle where the half and half is, and we find this gem right here.
Yeah, man, it's almost 2 o'clock, so that'll about do it for me and everybody here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Thank you all for spending some of your afternoon with us. Uh, we always appreciate it. I personally appreciate it. Don't forget to check out the Top 20 on Strangerhood TV on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, what do you say we do this again next week? I just got the reminder, by the way, the Thanksgiving show is the 20 best bands of the box of all time. So that'll be the 20 bands that have been played the most. Uh, we have to bang out some exceptions, of course, because Craving Strange gets played almost every week around here. So that wouldn't be fair to everybody else, even though Jimmy disagrees with me every single year. <laughs> That's okay. I don't make the rules. I just make the rules. Yeah. All right, we'll figure something out. But that's not this week. That's not even next week. So let's get on with the day. I'll give you something that you probably didn't see coming. You might want to dance a little bit or at least sing along. Back from when Will Smith wasn't a dick. Yeah, man. See you next week on The Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box.